Hi, and welcome to another one of our Canny Conversations podcasts, powered by the Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, and I'm one of the team who bring you these podcasts each week. In this series, Safraz will be talking to some of the business people he's met and worked with in his 23 years at the heart of the West Midlands business community and businesses that are part of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. This time, we have the second half of Safraz's conversation with Jonathan Foote, Operations Director of Early Careers at Compass Group UK and Ireland. Jonathan shares insights into Compass Group's ambitious apprenticeship programmes and strategies and their goal of reaching 750 apprenticeships by 2024. We also hear about the bespoke partnerships they've created, like their work with charity Springboard on the pre-employment gateway programmes. Over 70% of the participants get jobs after completing these strategic two-week employability skills courses. Jonathan also talks about the Junior Chef Academies, bringing in young students to get hands-on culinary experience and showcase career opportunities. He emphasises Compass Group's strong focus on staff development through apprenticeships and other upskilling programmes which help retain talent. Jonathan gives an inside look at Compass Group's award-winning inclusive culture and his strategic leadership style in the early career space. So let's rejoin Safraz and Jonathan. You know, you've got a you've got a person that that looks after recruitment now for yourself. You've got all of these managing directors, all these divisions that are they've got their own needs. You know, they understand their business. That's their role. You're there to effectively supply their need. You know, understand what that looks like. Understand what their sort of plans are for the years ahead in terms of talent management and so forth. And you've got a partnership now with the Edgbaston Cricket Stadium, or Edgbaston Stadium as they're, as they're called. Talk to us about the recruitment that you guys are doing. You know, how does that work? What yeah. sort of jobs are you creating? What sort of opportunities are there? So um, when speaking to the MDs, because, uh, you know, there is science behind why do I want to get to this target of 750 apprentices on programme? You know, we're just over 600 now. By, so by the end of 2024, I want to hit that 750. And that 750 is a target based on an average value of an apprenticeship standard. And then working that backwards in terms of how many people does that take to make sure that we, for the first time, will spend our apprenticeship levy. And that will be such a success story in terms of when we get to that 750. So working with each of the MDs, we worked it out in terms of a 2% target for apprenticeship to be on programme based on that overall target of 750, based on their current FTE. So that that target then was agreed with each of the MDs um, based on their FTE, but also included in that was the attraction of new talent. So it could be existing employees to make up that 2% or based on attracting new talent, based on, you know, can the unit support an individual, some are larger, which is better in terms of that mentor, but some of our uh, venues are very small and it wouldn't be right to bring an apprentice. So looking at all that together, that's the target that was set at 2%. Um, and then working with them about the new recruits in, in terms of, you know, we pride ourselves. Yes, we advertise on the National Apprenticeship Service because everyone has to do that. We share that with the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. Um, we share it with our delivery partners. 
We advertise it on our Compass Recruit platform, so all our apprentice vacancies are there with our general vacancies. We've just launched our social referral hub portal where our delivery partners or our social value impact partners can actually refer their clients through that portal and they get an individual that will then look, be the conduit between them and the hiring manager to give them a bit of extra support to bring them in front of the hiring manager for their interview, etc. So there's a lot we've done in terms of supporting that mission to a million, social impact, people from disadvantaged background to make sure that they're supported right from the word go. Fantastic. Really appreciate that. So, so this 2% is not a hard and fast rule. It's it's on a bespoke basis, individualized basis to a certain level. And it's also uh, existing members of staff. So yeah. upskilling them. And that's really important to us because, you know, I think the joy of the apprenticeship levy is broken down the myth about that it's only for people between 16 and 24. Yeah. That was a big barrier to break down when I came to Compass Group. I think we're there now in terms of that understanding that it is for everyone. And I think it's really important for people that perhaps are in their career but never had that opportunity of doing a level two apprenticeship because they didn't think it was there for them. We've really got some people that are sort of in their 50s etc doing an apprenticeship now and the benefit for them of doing that from a confidence skills level progression level even that have gone on one to a higher level from that it's been phenomenal fantastic so uh, let's delve a little bit deeper if we can in terms of some of the careers opportunities so you've got early careers and you've got apprenticeships so what's the split between apprenticeships and maybe so early careers if you think of programs like pre-employability programs, we work really closely with Springboard, the hospitality charity. So they will deliver gateway to employment programs for us, which is a two-week program that we identify job opportunities within a local area. And then Springboard will work with us and engage with the local community from a DWP perspective. It could be for the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. We'd say that we've got this gateway for care leavers. We're, you know, official signatory of the care leavers covenant. So we let them know about this gateway to employment program. So they will refer people on to that. During that program, Springboard will deliver employability skills. And then at the end of that program, they get a guaranteed interview for the opportunities that they've expressed an interest with with us at Compass Group. That success is around 72% of people that have gone through that program oh, really? have gone into employment. And then as part of that two weeks, we obviously do a show and tell. So we'll take them to a couple of the sites that you know the job opportunities are available so they can live and breathe it and understand it a bit more, which the feedback has been phenomenal about that. And then once they are employed with us, then we obviously let them settle because that's really important. And then we start talking to them about the apprenticeship program or career pathway. So we then start developing them with that support for so, their career. So there's individuals that are going through this uh, uh, gateway program, which is a pre-employment training program, and you're more than two-thirds are then given a, an offer of employment, which is fantastic. I think that's like... I think that's top one percent of within the within the country in terms of that that statistics because uh, that's a very high number. Uh, so it must be very bespoke to yourselves. Uh, in terms yeah, of yeah, your, and that's yeah. really important because Springboard have got that. You know, we've got a great partnership, long-standing partnership with them. But they bespoke in terms of their delivery mm -hmm. modules based on the job vacancy. So if it's barista, for example, there'll be a barista unit within that. If there's you know customer service, we make sure there's a customer service unit within the modules that they deliver through that two okay. weeks. And that's really key. So, and, and also to take them to a, a venue so they can actually see you know. 
how fast paced it is. Is it right for them? You know, and if it's not, then we can talk to them during that two weeks and say, well, there's this opportunity, slightly smaller venue that may support your needs better. And in terms of uh, other things within within your remit, do you offer work experience opportunities? Yeah. Uh, other things. Like so the other interns? program that we do is what we call Junior Chef Academy. So again, this is working with local colleges that engage with local schools within the community for a ten week Junior Chef Academy program. So, for example, our senior chefs from the forward of Marcus Waring will commit to coming in every Wednesday, for example, from five to seven in the college using their facilities with a group of pupils, twelve to fifteen, target age. 14 to 16, where we start, they've shown an interest in that culinary hospitality world. They go through that 10-week program. Our chefs deliver that masterclass each Wednesday. Week five, we even bring in the parents and the carers, so they cook alongside their child, and that's gone down really well because, again, they're learning about a cooking healthy diet, but also in terms of bringing those people together rather than being on their phones which is what parents have said you know my son suddenly put his phone down and we cook together on a wednesday evening now what even if that skill you know that they've got those life skills forever i think it's job well done however what we do at week 10 is we do a graduation event where what they've learned supported by our chefs they create a three-course menu they cook serve that menu and the vip guests from the college the schools the parents carers us as compass group we go and enjoy that evening we give them you know a certificate we do a presentation we do a little talk about it but the impact for me on that is always what's the impact so for me that's our future talent coming through so we need to keep those young people if they're not ready for an apprentice at that point we offer that work experience so they come in as part of their curriculum and do that work experience with us and then at that point we're talking about the opportunities and we we've got them engaged then so then when it is right for them we can send that school that college our vacancies from an apprentice perspective and when it's right they, they obviously join us and we've had great success through that as well fantastic really appreciate that so there's the pre-employment training program there's this work experience element of it and then you've got your apprenticeships is there anything else within that remit as yes. a graduate? So what do you do? Or is that something? I'm not responsible for graduates, so I can't really talk about it, but we do have a graduate program, program a very yeah. successful one. Okay. So um, we've got our first T-level starting with us in 2024, early 2024, which for me, we do a lot of the front end. For me, T-levels gives you that middle management talent pipeline coming in at that A-level standard. And for me, we can really build on our middle management talent pipeline. And then once they've completed their T-level, done their industry placement with us, want to stay with us as Compass family, they can progress onto that higher level apprenticeship. So in terms of, I mean, I'll go back a little bit in terms of the, the divisions, you know, you mentioned Chartwell, Levi, maybe I'm getting the pronunciation a little bit wrong. The defence division, the health division, and you know the working within the public sector. There's many different constraints. There are many different requirements within those sectors, and, and different managing directors, different divisions that you're looking after. So, talk to us internally in terms of the, some of the challenges that are going on within the organisation. You know, we talk about particularly where you know if you think about uh, the hospitality sector, people talk about they can't get enough staff or they can't get the right staff. And it used to be about mindset, but now literally they can't get the people. We've had Brexit to deal with. We've had uh, some of the challenges of the just just the cost of living crisis at this moment in time. We know that uh, some sometimes the hospitality sector is known for you know unsociable hours. Uh, sometimes it's low paid. It's a very competitive environment. A lot of challenges there. A lot of challenges with COVID as well. 
So, what, you know, what does that sort of sector look like in terms of, you know, the sector that you're serving and, and trying to protect and grow and the sector that you love from day one, really? So I think COVID had a massive impact on us as a business for obvious reasons. I think a lot of people left the industry at that time because they were nervous about, well, were we going to have another pandemic? So then went off and found jobs elsewhere. So I think that's been a big challenge about showcasing us as an organisation that is a great place to work. The hospitality sector has got opportunity, has got career progression, has got that wraparound support from a qualifications, apprenticeship, career pathway um, development. Brexit absolutely played a big part as well. But I think what we've done well as an organisation is we focus in on the people agenda and we've really focused on award-winning apprenticeships programmes like ourselves, our career pathway that recently won at the Social Mobility Awards in terms of showcasing that, articulating that, promoting that externally has helped in terms of bring new talent to our business. And I think, you know, the joy of Compass Group, once you're with us as that Compass family, you want to stay because you are looked after, you are supportive, not from only your career development, but from your well-being as well. You know, we've got lots of initiatives that support individuals when they come into the business. So I think that's been a real success for us and, and showcasing that. But for me, the most important thing is about that dedication to people's personal development, career progression, skills development. I think it's really good. And in terms of when you're talking to individuals and they're, they're feeling a little bit down or unsure about the sector, and maybe parents and other people, do you feel the outlook is bright and there's opportunities there, not just within Compass, but within the sector as a whole? Yeah, the yeah industry no, as a absolutely. Whole? And I think it's got better as we've come out of COVID because I think people have realised that, you know, the hospitality sector has reopened. You can enjoy great food, great service. And most people, at the end of the day, we all want to be part of that, don't we? We all want that feel-good factor. And I think once you get into an industry like Compass, or even if it's an SME, you know, I started off as a hotel, but the buzz from and, the, you know, the positivity you got from working in that industry is phenomenal. And I think that will always be there. But it also helps in terms of having programmes like we've created, like the Forward and Marcus Wearing programme, like the added value that we add to our apprenticeship, that that makes people think they go above and beyond. So, uh, you know, you talk about people agenda and obviously being people, you talk about the Compass family and you've got your team as well and you're lucky to have a fantastic team. And as I said, I, I know some of the individuals within that team and you know, they're accredited to yourself and the organisation. How do you create that culture? What does that look like? And talk to us about how, how yeah, that's yeah. been formed. I think, I think for me, I pride myself on, I always treat the team as I would want to be treated. So in terms of, Firm but fair is what I would describe in terms of my management style. But I also want to empower them to actually, you know, take the lead. You know, if they come to me with something, I say, so what is the solution? And they know that now. They've got to come to me with a solution. We can discuss what that looks like and that we're all happy with it. But what that does, that empowers your team to work with you. You know, I can't do it without my team. If I haven't got a team that are all with me that really enjoy, and I think that's the important thing is we all enjoy what we do. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's long hours, but we enjoy what we do. And then we reap the rewards of seeing, for me, to go to an awards evening like the Multiculture to see not just from Compass Group, but across all the organisations of those young people on that stage that have been recognised for their talent and their what they've achieved and their journey i think speaks volumes and that's what does it for me if i get that goosebump feeling you know i just think wow as a team as an organization or as a sector we've done a great job 
in terms of uh, yourself and, and your sort of style of leadership, and, and, and we've sort of you've touched on on it in some aspects of it. Uh, you know, you're an operations director that had a, a, a different remit, different role, different responsibility. Uh, you know, you've had you've been a general manager. You've been part of different teams yourself. How have you changed in terms of your leadership? style your your approach as a, as a leader in your own organization and also you're a leader within our sector as well you know within the skills uh, apprenticeship sector you know you're an individual that is a thought leader influencer you're very open with your views and you're very sharing and caring and you can tell you know when somebody actually cares because it comes from within so just talk to us a little bit about yourself and your sort of style of working operating leadership yeah. i was always brought up to work hard Pocket money just wasn't given to us. We had to work hard. So on the farm that dad worked on, we had to go out and work. And, and that was always installed into me. You need to work. You need to go and make a difference. And that was always key for me. So I think I've got more confident as I've got older. I think everyone does that. Uh, you learn new skills. You need learn new knowledge. But I pride myself on very strategic thinker. I always want to know what the latest government agenda is in terms of what's coming down the line, what's the impact for us as a business, what does that mean from a, a apprenticeship, early careers journey, what funding's available that we can support that program that's going to help individuals get on that first rung of the career ladder. And I pride myself in that, so I'm very strategic, and then I sort of communicate that to our teams when we have a team meeting or one-to-ones and say, look, what do we need to do as a team? What needs to change to make this impact? And that gets motivation. It gives them empowerment. And then we can make change. And, that, and I think that's why we've been so successful in terms of where we started with Compass to where we are now. And there's still a long journey to go. We're not perfect, but we're, we're on that journey. And I think as things change, as government clearly going to change, we've got to be ready for that. And I think that's really important to me. Uh, like the apprenticeship levy, you know, there's a lot of discussion around that, that change of government, that would be more flexible, we can utilise that 50% for other things than apprenticeship standards. That's got to happen. You know, we as the employer are that voice that we know what we want. We know that we've got these great programmes, but let us be more flexible to add that value with using our levy. I think okay. it's key. Okay, going back to you and, and, and your style of leadership and management. I mean, if I met Jonathan, if I met your good self, and when you're working at Rathbone, uh, have you changed much in terms of, yes, I mean, the industry has changed and you're definitely uh, at the forefront of it in terms of what's going on and you're knee deep in the knowledge and, and understanding of it and the meaning behind the meaning. I get that, Jonathan, and you're there and you're always, you show up. But how have you adapted and changed? 2017, you moved into the in, into this role you know, what was your style, say, a few years prior to that? And how have you changed in the last, say, 10 years? I think I've got more vocal. Some people think I'm high maintenance, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not afraid to say what I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always pride myself on that, and I'll always do it professionally, whether people want to hear it or not hear it. Everyone should have a view, and I think, you know, you should absolutely articulate if it's a challenge on something if you're not happy about something you should be able to have the confidence to actually talk about it and that's really important to me and that's where i've changed totally i think the older you get you don't take any prisoners do you you just you know i just have to talk about it you know there's a lot of things i'll resonate with yourself because i'm i'm naturally very introverted very much and and there was a moment where i used to talk after the event effectively so whatever thoughts i had i used to sort of 
you know, whisper to, to colleagues, oh, you know, I don't think this is right or whatever. I don't do that now. I actually do it in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you're in the room, you're in the room. Uh, yeah. As opposed to the, in the car journey, you know, talking to a colleague, I don't think this, 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 uh, you know, I say what I need to say in, in the room. And as you said, professionally, with respect, and I would encourage. And I think it's yeah. healthy sometimes. Yeah. You know, I always say I like to throw a pebble and watch the ripple effect <laughs> in a meeting. But actually, it turns out to be one of the best meetings because then people start to open up because they feel more relaxed. Do you know what I mean? And it does cause a ripple effect. Yeah. So when you recruited this this team, which is a very high performing team, you know, again, congratulations in terms of that. You know, what were you looking for? You know, obviously you've got your knowledge, uh, you've got the experience and so forth. But you know, how have you created this this powerful yeah. award winning team? I think it was important for me to attract people that once come from the industry that were well respected in that industry and have that wealth of knowledge and expertise because we really needed to hit the ground running in terms of, you know, I could have brought in an apprentice that wouldn't have been right at all, not for them, not for the business or, or for myself. Yeah. Um, but so that was really key. And then it's just about empowering them, being very clear on their key objectives, what we needed to achieve. And I'm very clever about, with my team in terms of identifying their strengths. So I can think, okay, we've got to go and do this presentation. Who's the best one out of my team that can support yeah. that? And I can do that straight away. And they know that, you know, they'll, they'll even put their hand up and say, I'll do that with you because they, they know what makes them tick. And I think that's really key for a team as well, identifying their strengths to empower them, you know, to make it happen. Okay. How often does the team meet and talk and communicate? I mean, what's yeah. the communication like within the team? So we have a monthly uh, meeting. Last week we had it at Edgebaston because obviously we yeah. wanted a team meet and then we went, saw the progress on the site but also i pride myself on we have a weekly hour one-to-one so whether that's by teams or whether that's face to face i meet with each of my team on a one-to-one basis and we go through in terms of their key objectives the progress they're making but also for me that's that critical bit of asking them the question are you okay that is vital for me that's, and then that opens up how they're feeling and then we can work through that whether it's good or bad and that's been another success of building a team that work with you i know my team i know when they're not themselves i can say you okay but i ask that every week to make sure they're all right and in terms of your good self how are you managed and how who do you report to and what does that look like in terms yeah. of within the compass so i report to amanda scott who's the talent and learning and Equality Diversity Director, another long title. Yeah. Um, and we have a weekly core, so that's really positive. And then I have great dialogue with John Davis, who's our MD for Levy UK, who's the exec sponsor for apprenticeships. Um, so I work really closely with him in terms of that direction. What are we doing? Where are we moving to? What's our strategic priorities? Um, that's really important. And I even have, you know, now a monthly one-to-one with Robin Mills, the overall okay. MD for Compass Group, which is really healthy to have that dialogue and that communication as well. Okay. So the board level effectively uh, support of, of the apprenticeship program and so forth. So you've Absolutely. Got to, so you've- I think that's been the real, especially since Robin has been MD, uh, that absolute commitment to the apprenticeship program is at, right at the heart of the business. And that is now obviously filtered right down through which is great for me that's a real tick in terms of this mission to a million and and, and these sort of targets that you have the 650 to to the 750 and so forth you know you explain the six six hundred to 750 you want to obviously utilize that are these sort of 
uh, shared with the team? Is everybody on the same sort of mission, the, the drives? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The numbers behind, you know, yeah. what we're trying to achieve. So Luke, for example, he's key to, because obviously FTE headcount goes yeah. up and down in business sectors. So he updates that based on their current FTE right. on a monthly basis. So okay. we're constantly reviewing that as a team, but constantly reviewing that with each of the business sectors. So talk to us a little bit about some, some of the uh, clients that you work with. So the events business is, is Levy? Levy, Levy, Levy yeah. yeah. So I'm getting the pronunciation right. Yeah. So, so you know, you've mentioned Ed Baston, got some of the football clubs. What, what, what sort of clients are you dealing with? Um, so football stadiums, other business sectors are the large banks, for example. So it, it, it's so diverse, the hospitals, the schools, the colleges, universities, um, it, it's vast. So Chartwell, what, what, so talk to us about Chartwell. So Chartwell is our education so, side of the business. So, so. Levy is the events, Chartwell yeah. is, the, is the schools and the, uh, the colleges? Yeah, possibly, so we university. call it education. education, so schools, colleges and universities. universities. Yeah, so again, that's a team of working in those schools, feeding those children every day, healthy, balanced menus each day. So phenomenal work in terms of what goes on there. Okay, and then you've got your sort of defence health division, the public yeah. sector. What, yeah, so again, if you think of defence sites, we operate within them. We even operate like retail outlets within those defence sites oh, as well. Right. And we do facilities management within those defence sites, but not just within the, across all our business sectors, there's elements of facilities management goes throughout. Okay, and if somebody wanted to apply for these, I mean, you know, there's one particular website, there's, you know, where's the... Yeah, so we have our Compass Recruits website, so on there, obviously, the link takes everyone. You can go in there and it opens up. You can put in a postcode, your postcode, and then it will bring up all the available live vacancies for people to apply. So, and then you're obviously advertising on the national government website as well and so forth, and whatever the case is. And if somebody wants to look at the pre-employment training, then they, they can contact you know, Springboard or... Yeah, and, and also on our website, we have a, about our programs for early careers as well. So all the information's on yeah. there as well. Okay, fantastic. So really, thank you for sharing that. In terms of in terms of some of the some of the opportunities, I mean, we've we've discussed the vision and the targets you've got, and uh, you've got you know you've got your Edge Baston uh, Accelerator sort of academy that you're setting. What what else is is there that you're thinking? This is big sort of milestone stuff in the next year. Two years, do you think? In terms of yeah, I think I think for me, absolutely, the apprenticeship target is one of our main focus. Accelerate with Compass Group. I'm doing that. Yeah. Uh, accelerate with Compass. Um, <laughs> Age Sorry. Yeah. That is obviously a big one for us in terms of. I think that will open one Compass Group in terms of within the local community of the West Midlands Combined Authority. But also in terms of the sector itself, I think that will promote. It's highly supported by UK hospitality. John and me met with Kate Nichols a few weeks ago, totally supportive there. It's clearly needed in terms of the sector needs that skills academy for people's development. DWP are all over it in terms of support from referring people to the introducing us to local providers that can operate in there and, and offer that skills development i think is phenomenal and, and for me it's also about that community aspect as well you know edgebuston have got their own community director but that's open in terms of charities within the local area that we can support and bring in uh, you know people from 
probably underrepresented areas within the West Midlands Combined Authority that never had that opportunity of coming into a skills hub and be trained and developed and understand what opportunities are available within the sector. That's fantastic. A lot of uh, signposting there. Much, much appreciate that. I want to thank you for your support, your contribution, not just in terms of today, but really in terms of how active you've been with the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance, the Multicultural Apprenticeship Awards. You've been very, very supportive. Uh, just as you've name-dropped uh, Jag twice, I'm not counting, but twice in, in this uh, in, in this podcast, you always, you always mentioned your good name as well and the team. And you've got a fantastic team, and that's a credit to, to yourself and credit to Compass Group uh, UK and Ireland. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Very heartwarming to hear the, the journey that makes the brand, which is your good self, Jonathan. You know, you are somebody that we respect and to share and openly share with us some of the challenges you've had uh, at school and, and openly talk about that. I think that's, uh, uh, you know, a, a salute to you for that. And, and as I said, I've, there's a, many things are, I've resonated and I've connected with you as a result of that, which is outside just hearing about your professionalism and some of the impact that you're making but just to see the human side of things which which i think is you know i really appreciate that and you know the support that you've had from family the support you've had from your your mentors initial sort of managers and you know you just being open-minded and having that grit of resilience and just getting on with this and and that journey from there leading on and, and growing as an assessor and then growing within the sort of support team and and sharing nuggets of wisdom really about quality being at the heart of everything and you know and being so important and now the team that you've created and the environment the culture that you that you've created uh is a testament to the success of being an award-winning employer so again thank you thank you thank you for that uh i wish you all the best in terms of the the targets you've got i know they're stretching and challenging targets they you know it's easy to say you know, we're going to hit this and so forth. And there's no doubt stretching and challenging targets. And I'm, uh, I have no doubt that you will make the impact that you need to make within that. So good luck with the 750. Good luck with the, you know, the business in terms of the million reach that you want to, you wish to do. And, and good luck really with the uh, impact that you're going to make Edge Baston a local stadium for us and, and local in terms of the Birmingham uh, arena. And I wish you all the best for that. And thank you really for, for, for your time today and thank you for all your support Jonathan first of all thank you I've yeah. really enjoyed it and thank you for making it so informal I think it's been great and really insightful as well and great getting to know you but um, yeah we're, as I say we're super proud to be patrons of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance it's really important to us and I think I can only see that partnership evolving further and um, yeah challenging targets ahead but looking forward to it so thank you thank you Jonathan you've been sincere and a gentleman today thank you thank you Thanks to Jonathan Foote, Head of Apprenticeships and Early Careers at Compass Group UK and Ireland, for his insights and time. Next week, you'll be able to hear Safraz in conversation with Lucy Hunt, National Programme Manager for Apprenticeships at NHS England. So if you don't want to miss that, then remember to subscribe and follow us. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you, there are already 77 other Canny Conversations podcast episodes out there. And you can listen to all those podcast episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. We'd love it if you could review, subscribe or follow the podcast and please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, 
then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to Safraz's website, that's safraz.co.uk. Safraz has also written a series of easy-to-follow business books, Canny Bites, and these are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. As I said, we'll be back next week where Safraz will be in conversation with Lucy Hunt, National Programme Manager for Apprenticeships at NHS England. So until then, we hope you have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.